and welcome to the Everyone's a Football Critic podcast with me, Zach, and as always, my co-host, Cal. How are you doing, Cal? Yeah, I'm not bad. Uh, finished university this week, officially gone from being a student to being unemployed. Uh, not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, well, that's exciting. Um, uh, also scary, but that's life. Um, right, so today we are doing a preview of the tournament. Um, so we're going to do a run through of all the groups, just talk through the teams in the group, some of the key players, how we think the, strip, the groups will shape up, who's, who's qualifying, exciting performances, surprises, disappointments, a little bit of a tactical preview of some of the teams as well. Um, so yeah, we'll start, we'll start then obviously with Group A. Um, so in, in Group A, we've got Turkey, Italy, Wales and Switzerland. Um, Cal, what are we thinking? So I put Italy to qualify going through first, uh, Turkey going through a second. Turkey have been talked about quite a bit um, as the sort of dark horses. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll win it by any means. I, I, I don't think they've got the players to compete with um, the, the the bigger sides, the sort of the tournament favourites. Um, but they've they've had they've got a lot of players who have had good seasons so they've got um Burak Yilmaz who he's he's 35 but he's six foot two he's a big guy and he scored 16 in 28 for Lille winning the league as sort of the, the first French team who aren't PSG for years and years um I think he could do surprisingly well especially with um I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation Chalanoglu in behind him who if you're going for free kick if if you want if you're liking a free kick specialist he is just incredible if you look at his his free kick scored compilations he scored from like his own half it's ridiculous um, Italy I think they'll be very determined I think after not qualifying for the World Cup previously they've not had a major tournament in three years now oh, they've not been at sorry they've not been at a major tournament in five years now um, I think they'll be very just very determined to not not flop, not bottle. I think they'll. I think that will carry them through the group. Sort of, just that mental resilience to get through. Potentially, because I'm not Switzerland and Wales aren't pushovers, but Italy shouldn't have a problem topping that group. Yeah, um, I think that that's fair enough. And do do you have a particular inkling to whether Wales or Switzerland will do a little bit better? I don't. I <sighs> well, I saw. Um, I saw a picture of Shakiri the other day, and he he seems to have been doing nothing but but leg work at the gym for like the <laughs> past year. So if, if Switzerland get a free kick, they've scored. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just shoot. Um, I thought actually it was it was the Euros. It wasn't the World Cup. I think it was the Euros last time. I thought Switzerland looked really quite positive. They surprised me, and they were quite attacking, quite open. Um, and did quite well. Well, they didn't obviously not well tournament wise, but played quite well. Um, Wales, they've got a few good players. They've obviously got Bale. They've got um, what's his name, Nat Phillips, who's had a very good second half of the season for Liverpool. Um, I could see if he has a good tournament, I could see him getting picked up by someone because I don't think I know he only joined Liverpool in January, but realistically, as soon as um, Van Dijk's fit is he starting I don't think so um, 
I'm not sure. I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure. They're both, they're both two teams with a little bit of potential to be exciting, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's fair. I think um, I, I would agree with you in Italy and Turkey qualifying. I think Mancini's Italy look look really really nice. Um, mm. They have a they have a lovely sort of midfield unit of about one sorry three of Jorginho Verratti. Although I think there's a slight question mark over Verratti fitness, but I do think he's still in the squad. Um, but Jorginho Verratti, uh, Barella is a really exciting player, um, really really creative midfield player. Uh, so he's one to look out for. And then Locatelli as well, who's a really good ball progressor from deep. Um, so I think I think they're going to be a great watch. And then obviously you've got Immobile, who he has he, he didn't uh, he didn't score too much during qualification, I don't think. But uh, he's he's an excellent player, someone that likes to drop deep. Um, and then. Old Bastoni as well at the back, who is a really exciting young centre back, uh, who I'm just really excited to watch. Um, so I, I think I think they'll be they'll be well worth the uh, the group win. I think because um, they just I just think they have too much quality. But that said, Turkey are an incredibly exciting outfit as well. I mean, as you as you say, they they've got some big boys at the back, strong from set pieces up and down. Very expansive sides, playing a sort of four, a four-two-three-one. Um, particularly at the back there, um, as you say, Yilmaz up top. I think he's going to cause absolute havoc. Mm. Um, I just think I just think they'll be really, really fun to watch. Um, so they're definitely, definitely going to be a handful. I think in that group, and I think they'll they'll be more than worth getting getting through the group. I think they're going to be a sort of everyone's second favourite team as well. I, I, I just have a feeling they're going to be so much fun to watch. Um, and then, yeah, the, 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 other t- the other two, I think, I think won't, won't make it easy. Um, as you say, Sw- Switzerland, it's hard to look past um, um, Shakiri when it comes to uh, Switzerland. But Xhaka's kind of the perfect tournament pivot player as well. He's just a real real bastard to be honest with you and Switzerland are really good defensively they're playing the 3-4-3 by the looks of things as well which I think is going to be a recurring theme during this tournament I think lots of teams are going to play that um, pretty pretty nice wing backs that tend to underlap um, yeah they've yeah, got wing backs who both had really strong seasons actually haven't they they've got Mbappu yeah. and um, oh, I can't remember his name the the left sided one <laughs> no I think that I, I think I think they won't be easy to get past um, at all, so that's exciting. And then Wales are a strange one as well. I think, I think Wales have been playing the three four three as well. Rob Page, their their coaches, sort of reinvented them slightly because um, they've got Harry Wilson playing as a false nine. The last, yeah. the last, the, the last few games I've watched, which is which is really strange. Well, but I guess there seems are the, to be working. They've not got. They're lacking striking options. They've sort of got Bale's not a striker. And they've got Kiefer Moore, who had a good season in the championship. Um, Tyler Roberts, I'm not sure how many games he's played for Leeds this season. <laughs> he, he's got quite a few minutes, but he's played as a, a, an advanced eight, essentially. Yeah. Like, um, so I, he, has, he hasn't played many minutes at all as a nine. So um, I don't know how that'll work. You'd probably do all right in the false nine role, to be honest with you. But clearly Harry Wilson's offering something there. 
and then just allowing Bale to sort of drift in field and create something. My my little hunch is that I think Dan James will be probably the most important player. I just think in tournament football, when teams sit deep a lot, counter-attacking is the absolute be-all and end-all, and Dan James is just phenomenal at that. I mean, there, there's not many people that can catch Daniel James, so I think yeah, I think he'll be quite me. quite special. Um, so yeah, I so really that's, like um, Brooks as well. Oh, I, yeah. he's, I'm surprised he's, he got injured, didn't he? But I'm still surprised he's not been picked up from Bournemouth. Mm. Um, with Bournemouth not going up this year, I'd be very surprised if he isn't picked up by a Premier League side, yeah. especially if he has a good Euros. I think he's a great player. His free kicks again are superb. He's, yeah. I love him. Yeah, that, that 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 no, that's a that's a really good point actually because him and um, him and Dan Juma at Bournemouth had a had a great season on either flank. So he's a really exciting player. Um, looking forward to seeing him. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Italy and Turkey going through. But that that should be quite an interesting group, I think. Um, quite quite a lot of interesting stuff happening there. But anyway, Group B. What do we think? What have you got down for that one? So yeah, Group B. It's uh, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Russia. I've got. I've actually got it uh, in that order. Belgium topping it um, with Denmark coming second. I just I think Belgium are one of the favourites for the tournament. Their their squad, even though Hazard hasn't had a very good season, he's still got that talent. Lukaku's had an excellent season. Um, I'd be surprised if someone other than Lukaku or Kane uh, gets top scorer. Um, he's won the league. He, he'll be. He'll, he'll be confidence flying high. They've just got they've got a squad full of everyone's still fairly young, and I feel like we've been saying that for years about Belgium. There's mm. not it's not old by any well, other means. Than, other than their centre backs. Yeah. Uh, well, other than but they've even they've got um they've got what's he called Alderweireld and Vertonghen who are both ancient, but Denier has had a really mm. good season for Leon. He's quite young. Yeah. Which I'm I, I'm really quite baffled that Denier has gone on to be the quality of player that he is. Because I've watched him play and he is a really good player. Mm. But he was we had him on loan at Sunderland when we got relegated from the Premier League and he he was shocking. He wasn't he just he just never touched the ball, was very much a young player on loan, got nowhere near it. The the most memorable moment I remember I was at um West Brom away and he took uh, a ball from the a ball from the corner straight to the Nadgers and had to like walk around the whole way of the pitch just clutching his balls. It was, that's that's all I remember from him really. Oh, that's brilliant. I think I think the the only the the only issue with that is I guess all three of them will play because they they play with three centre backs. Yeah. Um, but D- Denier Denier is very good and you know pretty comfortable on the ball and can step out and. Belgium's wide centre backs really like to do that, sort of create overloads by um, by, by by stepping out. They play quite similarly, actually, to how England played in the 2018 World Cup, um, with rather than sort of wingers like those three eights, like De Bruyne plays as part of the front three, and then on the other side they tend to play with a more conventional winger in like a Hazard or or something like that. Um, so, we'll we'll see. Um, because they, I, they're, they're perennially sort of looked at as the favourites for tournament football, and then just sort of underwhelm. Um, but I mean, Lukaku is looking like a fabulous striker, and there's obviously rumours about him coming back to the Premier League. 
Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what happens there because they've got some some phenomenal players, and I think Chadley as well has had a really good season, um, and he'll prob- probably end up playing as the left wing back, I think. Um, so yeah, he he's one to watch as well, and I think obviously I as long as De Bruyne's face is okay and he's feeling fit and firing. I think he should what be exciting player. to watch this season as well. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, sorry, this tournament it's going to be going to be really exciting. Um, and then yeah, you got you got Denmark down as your second second team, haven't you? Go qualifying. Yeah, I just I I mean I won't pretend I've watched a lot of Finland and Russia mm. playing, but when you look at the squads, um, Denmark just looks a lot stronger. Uh, yeah. Once again, there's not there's not many of the Russian players who I'm that familiar with. There's a few Finnish ones, um, but I just I I can't really look past them when you look at the strength of the squad compared with the other two. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, De- Den- Denmark, uh, De- Denmark, Denmark are sort of my dark horses. Like I I think they could they could sneak their way to like a semi final. Uh, I I the the draw looks fairly kind to them if they finish. I think if they finish second in that group. Um, and well, you know they've got. I think Schmeichel's an excellent keeper. Hoiberg in that double pivot because they play a four-two-three-one. Um, centre backs really comfortable on the ball, step out a lot. Um, Eriksson as a ten, just pulling strings. Um, so I'm pretty excited to to see how they how they play. But Russia are a really interesting one as well because they're they're super lopsided, just tactically a really really weird. A weird setup, as you say. No, no particular sort of standout players, but um, lot, they're kind of the definition of one of those teams that are all about roles rather than positions. Um, they're very sort of flexible, just moving around the pitch. Sort of go start starts off looking like a, a bit of a four two three one, but then sort of shifts to a three five two. Um, really, really nice team to watch. I think they're gonna they're gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so I I could see them causing a problem, but I think they'll be more fun to watch and probably just narrowly lose games and um, rather than kind of actually legitimately challenge. Um, but excited to watch them. And then Finland are just they're four four two pretty direct. Hope Timu can score. That's pretty much Finland. Um, but so I think they'll probably finish bottom of the group. But yeah, Belgium and Denmark to advance, but Russia probably putting up a fight is how I would see uh, Group B. Um, how do you see Group C, Cal? Yeah, so C is Austria, the Netherlands, North Macedonia and Ukraine. Um, I've got the Netherlands topping it uh, and Ukraine going through as the other qualifying side. Uh, I think the Netherlands, again, another team that didn't qualify for the last major tournament, sort of will have a chip on the shoulder wanting to perform. Uh, they've got a fairly strong squad. Depay has had a very good season. Is sort of being rumoured um, that Barcelona are looking at him. <coughs> uh, they've got Frankie de Jong and Wijnaldum in midfield. Um, the the defence isn't isn't as strong as it could be. You're sort of looking at potentially they've got Delict, who's a very strong centre back, and De Vrij, but there's not too much depth there you sort of Ake I would say hasn't I think he's a decent player hasn't had a he's not played much for City this season and when he has hasn't set the world alight Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think Denmark should be quite a fun team to watch because Depay, especially, who's going to be their main man, is going to be past the ball to Depay. Um, I think he's a very entertaining player to watch. Yeah, I, the the Netherlands are a really frustrating side because I have a I have a real soft spot for the Netherlands because um, I really love a lot of their players in this squad. Just some just some really exciting talents, but an absolute shambles of a club, uh, well, well, a national team currently very similar to Germany actually, just in a real mess at the moment of sort of transitional period of time, but. It, it's a shame because they've got such unbelievable players they're, they're playing this sort of 4-3-3 um, but everything's, everything they do is just so slow and horizontal it takes them ages to progress the ball but um, if they can just try try and keep things ticking over and just let their exciting boys get on the ball I do I do think there's something exciting here I mean Dumfries is a really really quick fullback Owen Vindal is my choice of like probably having a bit of a breakout tournament He's a terrific left back, um, and he's had a great um, season with AZ Alkmaar. Um, he sort of likes to tuck and field a lot. Um, he's, he sort of plays similarly to how like Cancelo plays that when he plays at left back, uh, like tucks in and like sits alongside the the holding midfield player. At least when he's playing for Alkmaar, it's not quite the same for the Netherlands. But uh, but he can also get forward a lot. Um, he's he's just a, a great option. Uh, Gravenberch as well. Um, great season for Ajax. He looks like he could do something, do something special. De Jong started to actually sort of perform for Barcelona as well, despite their poor season. That's exciting. Coop Miners again at um, Elkmar. He's just a, a terrific sort of number six with all the ability in the world on the ball, like to ping passes. Another great set piece taker as well. So uh, he'll be he'll be dangerous uh, again, as you say, Winyaldum, who probably plays a little bit more attacking um, for the Netherlands than he does for. Um, uh, well, or did for Liverpool because he's now probably a PSG player by the sounds of things. But um, so that's exciting. Then, as you say, Memphis Depay. He Memphis Depay is sort of my pick for surprise of the tournament as well because I think a lot of people have still have in their head that perception of him at Man United, and that's not who he is. He's he's a, he's been unbelievable for Leon, um, and he's, yeah, he's unbelievable for uh, the Netherlands. He tends to play as as a nine, but just floats a lot. Um, he might end up playing wide if they decide to go with like Luke de Jong or somebody a bit more central as a focal point or Weghorst who is he's had an unbelievable season for Wolfsburg um, I'm he's constantly my pick for a striker that someone in the Premier League should be picking up I just think he's, he's a phenomenal player so we'll see if he actually manages to get some minutes um, and Cody Akbo who's had a great season for PSV he's sort of plays wide a lot but can play as a nine as well just a sort of multifunctional forward he's a really exciting player I'd love him at Leeds um, it's, just, it's just frustrating because you read, you read through all of that talent and I don't think they'll do well at all um, no I, th- I which think is such a shame. I think they'll top the group but probably out first knockout I, round I, I actually think they'll finish second I think Ooh. Ukraine I think Ukraine will uh, pit them to it um because I just think I just think Ukraine are a slightly more well well drilled side, a bit more a bit more organised. Um, we'll see we'll see whether that actually happens. But U- Ukraine have like Zinchenko actually going to be playing in midfield rather than at left back like he does for um, Manchester City. So that will yeah. be interesting for people I think to see. And then I'm going to completely hash this name, but Saikinov. Psych- um, 
who he plays as a he plays as a winger. Um, he's a really exciting exciting player. So I'm excited to see him get on the ball as well. So I I, I do think Ukraine will be will be a, will be a will be a match for them. Um, as for the other two. Um, North Macedonia all I can really say for them is Alioski runs a lot and Enes Bardi is a pretty talented player who'll sort of probably start wide and drift in field um, as for Austria oh, Austria have a have a, have some great players I mean they've got David Alaba uh, Sabitza Konrad Leimer both at Leipzig there so some talented players to watch but I just I don't think they have the talent throughout the squad so I think those players will really struggle to actually do much um, because if you don't have the players around you what can a sort of a nice number eight do if they're not not really passing to anyone it's not like you've got sort of one standout attacker who's going to go and score a load of goals Mm. you've got like you say Sivirza who is is a really good midfielder Mm. but can't do a lot without talent around him well, yeah, particularly Alaba, who, to, to be fair, plays really attacking for Austria. Like, he plays as almost like a wing-back, whereas people are probably used to seeing him play as a centre-back these days. Um, yeah. He's played as a full-back um, as well. But, so that, that'll, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Ukraine and Netherlands um, progressing either way round. I'd, I'd like to see the Netherlands do it, um, but it could be Ukraine. Um, but the, the other two teams have some, have some interesting... Interesting quality. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Um, we're going to skip over Group D, aren't we? Because we'll handle that when we yeah. preview England. So jump to E, Group E. How are we how are we looking? Yeah. So that in Group E, it's Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Um, I've got Spain to top it and Poland to come second. That's not. I think Spain are the best team there. I don't think they're going to have an amazing tournament. Um, They've got quite. Well, they've not got. They've got um, Ramos out, who I think is their best centre back. They have got Laporte uh, now from because um, he's just switched nationality. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised. I'd like when it when he did that. I was like, I sort of checked. I was absolutely baffled. He'd never played for the mm. France national team. Crazy, I know it? that they're really strong and have got some strong centre backs, but I'm surprised he's not like even got a game. Yeah, that um, is shocking. I think, but they yeah, Spain have got quite a good squad but it's not this is not the it's not the Spain of 2012 it's mm. it's not comparable to that they've got even even De Gea who's going to start in nets for them as kind of he's not started every game this season um, yeah there's just there's not I don't know you look through the team and there are there are some players who've had good seasons but there's not I don't know. There's not a lot to sort of get you excited and off your seat. Um, they've also they've weirdly only chosen 24 players, haven't they? Mm, um, mm-hmm. Not 26, just because he didn't need a squad that big, apparently. Which, which is fair, but you'd think you'd yeah. bring an extra couple of like kids or something just to get them I, used to it logically. I, but I can't really understand why you wouldn't. Um, well, particularly because they're struggling. Well, maybe maybe it's a striker genius, but. They they've had a couple of positive COVID tests, haven't they? Like Busquets was uh, got one, and then Lorente, uh, the lead centre back, not Marcus Lorente, um, Diego Lorente. Um, Busquets is old enough to be high risk by now as well. Yeah, <laughs> he should he should already have the jab, right? Um, <laughs> but I've so we'll. Cause I 
don't I think I think Lorente might be ruled out now so they're going to need to bring in another centre back um, I'm not sure about Busquets I'm not sure if he has enough recovery time but um, so that that's problematic but I think the rest of them have all tested negative now so they, they should be okay but my it's funny you say about De Gea because he has been dropped by United and been a bit in and out my, my little hot take is that uh, Sanchez the Brighton keeper will probably start in goal more often than than he does we'll, we'll see that might not prove to be the case but he has played quite quite a bit in the the, the pre-tourn, uh, pre-tournament games and he's had a great season for Brighton so we'll see what happens there as you say some decent options at centre back but we'll see see whether Aspilicueta gets some games um, we'll be interested to see Laporte obviously in the tournament because we haven't seen that yet um, Marcus Sorrente is a really important player sort of uh, kind of uh, run the midfield for them in a sort of 4-3-3 um, Spain, Spain if you're used to Spain sort of being really possession heavy this this team sort of do but they try and transition a lot quicker uh, and try and hit the wingers like Ferran Torres and probably Adama Traore um, will start and I think they just try and try and set them off running uh, as quickly as they can um, and I think someone like Traore can be absolutely magical in tournament football yeah um, and in quick and transition and any chance I, I think he'll be an exciting watch so I, I think that Spain will just sort of quietly do quite well I think I agree with you that I don't sort of see them properly competing for the trophy I just don't think they're quite drilled well enough um, but I do I do think that they, they could they could easily go and like hammer Slovakia 4 or 5 nil because I just think yeah. they've got that sort of ability but I think if they came up against someone like France they would probably get spanked as well um, mm-hmm. so We'll, we'll see but that that's they're, they're an exciting side um, and then who was the second team that you had going through uh, I said Poland just I know so they didn't they didn't get out of the groups at the last World Cup mm-hmm. um, but they've got they, I don't know they've got the best striker in the world really haven't mm. they the, the the only person sort of around at the moment who compares to Lewandowski is Kane I would say mm. um, they've got they've it's not I don't know it's not again it's not a squad that really inspires too much excitement behind him they've got um, what's his name Um, Chesney in goal obviously Hmm. but I feel like if if Lewandowski as long as he scores a few goals they should be alright I don't think I, I, I think just to cover the other two I think Sweden will finish third uh, mm. I quite like Sweden they've got Seb Larsson a uh, favourite yeah. can't look past him um, yeah they're not it, it's kind of I've put them coming second but I wouldn't be overly shocked if Sweden pipped them to it yeah that's that's fair enough I think I think I think I'd agree with you with Poland 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 are sort of Interesting. I think they're the only team that sort of play this way in a three-four-one-two. Um, so kind of really pushing up another player almost alongside Lewandowski at times. Um, so that that will be interesting. And then you've got um, if Mateusz Klick can have a good performance. The, he, he's from Leeds. He's he really struggled sort of midway through the season. So he can play through some injuries and then came back and had a really great end to the season and he can really run a midfield if he's if he's sticking over and I think he could be he could be really important in terms of actually linking back to front and 
given Lewandowski the opportunity to score some goals. And then they got Jakob Moda as well, the lad from Brighton, who had a mm. quietly very good season for Brighton as well and can be quite creative, like just in behind. So if those two can sort of get on the ball and create stuff for Lewandowski, and then and as well Milik as well, who can either come off the bench or potentially start alongside uh, Lewandowski, uh, depending on how things are going. Um, he can be he can I've be got, quite talented um, as well. So they've got uh, Zielinski as well who played for Napoli mm. who's quite a good yeah. eight actually gets quite a few goals from midfield as well can get yeah. forward quite well yeah has absolutely played I think almost every game for Napoli this year mm. so that that would be interesting and then as you say I think Sweden are probably the strongest claims to pipping Poland to that, that spot they they're, they're that classic 4-4-2 very rigid no Latin at the moment but We'll see what happens. I quite I quite like the centre back partnership of Lindelof and Janssen for tournament football. Again, just kind of quite aggressive, uh, fairly tall lads, decent in the air. So um, see how that goes. And then yes, yeah, Slovakia is just. I mean, it's just set pieces. Really, is what they're looking for. But they've got Hamšík and uh, then Skriniar at the back. The the Inter lads. So um, there are a couple really of decent players to. Well. Who's yeah, a very yeah. solid keeper. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. I think they can they can cause some problems by just being defensively tight and scoring some set pieces, but I don't see them properly challenging. Um, right then, the final group, Group F, the group of death. <laughs> what do you think? <coughs> so yeah, this group is France, Germany, Hungary, Portugal. Um, and I've got uh, Hungary topping the group no um, so <laughs> I've got France topping the group um, Portugal going through second um, I wouldn't be overly surprised if that France Portugal position switched I would mm. be relatively surprised if Germany qualify ahead of either of them because mm-hmm. I don't think Germany have they've not I just don't think they've improved massively from the last World Cup failure which is what it was and France won the World Cup and still look like a really really strong side they're favourites for the tournament aren't they Um, and Portugal as well they've they're not just a pass the ball to Ronaldo and Hope team anymore they've got a really really strong squad full of players who have had really good seasons they've got um Cancelo and Diaz who've won the league with City they'll mm-hmm. both be starting Diaz won player of the year um, Ronaldo obviously up front Bruno Fernandes in the midfield Neves as mm. well um, Bernardo Silva they've just got a really a really strong squad I feel and 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 I'm looking through and it's sort of if you look at look at the clubs who everyone plays for in that squad they're clubs other than Juve haven't had a good season. There's obviously some exceptions, but their clubs who in general have had very good seasons, um, which I think is a big... It's a big positive. It's a big mental positive. If you've been playing in a team that's been doing well all season, you're more likely to go on and continue performing in that manner. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think I, I would agree with you on that one. Although my, again, slightly hot take is that it will be... France, Portugal qualifying, and then I think Hungary will finish third, and I think Germany will finish bottom of the group. Germany, Germany are a mess. I mean, uh, low sort of exiled some of the the older players in Müller and Hummels, 
um, and then had to bring them back because they were even worse than they were before. Um, I mean, there's, I, I don't even know how they're going to set up because they've been chopping and changing, but the last couple of uh, friendlies, they've been playing this 3-4-3, three, three, so they've been playing three at the back. Uh, and, and they've played Emre Chan at the back a couple of times, and positionally, he's even worse than Tyro Minks. Um, just gets caught a lot. I mean, obviously, what you have when you play him there is a lot of ability on the ball, um, but he's constantly caught out of position. So I'm not, I'm not loving that. Um, I mean, they've got they've got Kimmich, who is probably one of the best holding midfield players in the world. But I think he's going to end up playing at right back because um, I don't know if they have the options to not do that. Um, and particularly, I think he played as the right wing back um, when they played the three at the back. The, at least the last game, I think he played as the wing back. So we'll see why that happens. Also, I mean, if you do that, then you can get a couple of extra of your talented midfield players in the team. Because if you play the three four three, and then you have just the the, the pivot, well, you could, if you play Kimmich there, then there's only one other spot for uh, Goretzka, Cruz, um, Gundogan as well. Um, so you and you kind of need all of those players in the squad. Uh, they don't really have a number nine. Um, so they play a winger up top. Nabry tends to play there, but obviously Werner can play there as well. Uh, then Sane and Havertz just behind. So, and then Muller as well. Like I don't. Where do you fit him? Because you kind of need to build the whole team around him. So you kind of need to play a Very number ten. Just player, to, isn't he? yeah, exactly. Just to give him actually the freedom to do what he wants to do. Um, but it's really hard to to fit him in if you play that. It's very it's a very similar problem to what I think. Um, England are going to have with Mason Mount if they play the three four three as well. Because do you want him in the double pivot or do you want him playing as a, a a kind of wider player in the front three? It's it's a tough one to try and figure out. So I, I think I think Germany will be a mess. Um, the one bright spark is uh, Musiala, who is a is a young winger slash ten. Who he was the one that could have could have played for England but chose to represent Germany. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, yeah. the palaver with that but he, he'll he be quite interesting coming off the bench I think if he can get some minutes but yeah I don't I don't fancy Germany at all uh, which is a shame and then yeah Fra- France are clearly the best squad um, in the tournament Hernandez at left back I think is one to keep an eye on uh, as he just loves to get forward loves to overlap so fast, and then isn't he? yeah he's unbelievable and then Kante as well obviously just absolutely bossing the midfield as per um, I think what's going to be interesting is they were playing sort of Griezmann just off Mbappe a lot, but now they've obviously got Giroud and they've brought Benzema back into Benzema, the squad. Yeah. So I wonder whether that will push Mbappe wide and they'll play more of a sort of four-three-three. Um, if they do that, I don't know necessarily who plays this single pivot. Probably Kante, um, but then do you play? Mbappe wide and then Griezmann on the other flank, or do you keep someone like Coman? Um, do, how many minutes is Pogba going to get do you go with someone a bit more sort of defensively sound in Rabiot um, so I, I'm interested to see how they sort of choose to line up and don't forget you know someone like Marcus uh, Turam as well has had an excellent season um, sort of as a I guess an inside forward he play, he can play wide or through the middle um, so that's that's going to be really interesting I'm just they've got great depth in a lot of places and 
really excited to see how they go. I mean, when you look at the players that they haven't even taken to the tournament, it's yeah. unbelievable. Look at that under twenty ones; it's an incredible side. Um, so France are really exciting. Uh, and then, yeah, just a quick note on Portugal. I actually think that Ronaldo is going to be disappointing. I think he's almost anchors that team down. I think it 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 means that the balance isn't quite right if you're trying to fit Ronaldo into there and try and build your team around him when you've got players like. Uh, Fernandez, Jao Felix, Bernardo Silva, um, Diego Jota, uh, Jean Moutinho, uh, Ruben Neves. I mean, there's just there's so many options that actually looking to Ronaldo to just be the man, it, it doesn't work anymore. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Also, what's going to be interesting is who partners uh, Ruben Diaz at the back. I wonder whether it's going to be Pepe. Um, who's obviously quite old at the moment or whether um, who's the who's the other centre-back they've got in the squad um, Font, that I'm thinking of who's also quite old oh yeah Font yes so I think it'll be between those two I wonder whether they'll just share minutes but um, yeah I mean he's off the back of obviously a great season with Lille so um, uh, but Pepe's still very good as well so um that'll be an interesting one um, and then hung- Hungary are pretty much just I think they'll be there to try and spoil the party um, I think they'll benefit from having almost no pressure in any game yeah because they're kind 100%. of <coughs> they're, they're very much dismissed by everyone I think that like you say I, I, I'd i be really shocked if Germany qualify I would I would be much less surprised if Germany finish fourth than if they finish second yeah, I, I, I know. I actually think that's a hundred percent true. The only thing I'm, I'm gonna butcher this name as well, uh, Subaslav, um, who is injured for Hungary, and he's probably the best player. He's at Salzburg, um, so that's a shame. But then they've got. I think I think they're gonna sit really deep, and I think probably their most important player is gonna be Galatsky in goal, the Leipzig player, um, and particularly them with uh, Willy Orban. That, again the Leipzig centre back in front of him I think those two together will be the leadership figures and will have to keep things really tight um, if they want to get anything out of this and I, I, I really do fancy them to, to really frustrate someone like Germany and get a result and just pick them to that, that third place spot but we'll see but anyway that is our preview of those groups so that's Italy Turkey Belgium, Denmark, Ukraine, Netherlands. We'll do Group D in a second. Spain, <laughs> Poland, and France, Portugal progressing. I think we we agree on all of those as well, yeah. don't we? Um, slight differences. First and second. The order slightly yeah. different. Yeah, but I think that is that's pretty much that. So thank you very much for listening to everyone's a football critic. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Join us tomorrow for the England preview. Check out all the socials, all the, the it's all in the descriptions of the episode at EAFC underscore podcast on Twitter. You'll find everything. Thank you very much guys. See you tomorrow.